episode four of Schumann Says. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good. It's been a uh, you know it's been a little bit of a cold week, but we're getting ready for the end of uh, the little period between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Getting ready for Christmas break. Um, things are going pretty good. Yes, sir. We've been on the go. Uh, we got track meet again tonight. We had Larry Elder signing this morning. I sent uh, prep basketball down the road to Carriesbrook Gym for a workout. Uh, last night we had prep basketball on Tuesday night. They beat, um, can't remember their name, Regents. They beat Regents High. And then we were coming off the PG basketball tournament. The big uh, Fletcher Eric signing, book signing Friday. It must have been 30 to 50 uh, uh, great people there, people that when I came here to teach and coach, uh, I was a greenhorn and uh, uh, the Pitzers, the Browns, um, the Cobbs, they kind of took me under their wing and showed me the ropes of Fork Union. So uh, it was a great night, Friday night, and our PG basketball team won. Um, Saturday we were in the finals against Hargrave. It was a nip and tuck, and they got us at the end there. Um, but uh, we're right in the middle of it. We're going to keep grinding and uh, – Get these guys out on a holiday here Friday and uh, see what else we can do. That's exactly right. I mean, it's uh, like you said, it's been a busy few weeks. You know, this this time period between Thanksgiving and Christmas is always kind of hectic because you got a lot to go on. You got a lot going on in the classroom. You got a lot going on in the athletic uh, department as well. So the kids are kind of just spinning around trying to get all this stuff finished. And like you said, we've had a lot of great events um, going on, which we're going to touch on here in a little bit. Uh, but before we get into that, I wanted to remind all of our listeners out there that if you uh, would like to just hear the podcast, um, not having to watch it on YouTube, we are available on Spotify and iTunes. Um, all of our episodes will be on there as well, so make sure you check that out. Uh, we'll make sure to drop a link in the description for that. There you go. Yeah, just search uh, search Schumann Says Podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Shouldn't have too much trouble finding it. Um, but like I said, we're going to get into some of that FUMA news here in a little bit. But before we do that, I wanted to jump in, as we always do, and talk about some of the wider things going on in the sports world, particularly the NFL uh, news going on right now. And we're going to start with the announcement that the Pro Bowl has been announced. The teams have been pushed out there. And we have, yet again, a Fork Union guy being represented on the NFC East, or the NFC team, excuse me, um, in Michael Thomas with the Saints. What do you think about that, Coach? I love it. Um, Michael Thomas and Drew Brees has a great connection, and uh, uh, seems like he's always open. Whatever offense yeah. that Sean Payton has put in, he's open. Uh, what I think uh, the Monday night game, uh, uh, Booger McFarland was telling that he can't go vertical and this and that and so on, and next thing later he goes vertical and scores a touchdown. So Michael Thomas is continuing to amaze people, and uh, with his dedication and – it's determination to prove people wrong. So uh, when you play with a chip or you play uh, kind of mad to prove people wrong, then that's a good thing. So hats off to Michael and keep on keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I remember when he was here as a, as a cadet, um, he seemed – he was one of those guys you kind of talk about where he seemed to know that he was, he was going to go somewhere. Um, and – you know, he just he he just had that attitude that you know college is not the last stop for me, and it's good to see him out there thriving. Speaking of Michael Thomas, he's the first receiver 
to have 10-plus catches a game in, in the entire season. So he's he's out there, you know, breaking records and doing really well. It's like, great to see that. Seems like they just get the ball. They feed the ball to the right people at the right moments. And what are they, 11-3? and three? Yeah. I think they're second in their division or second seed. So that's good. I mean, uh, I root for the Saints. I always root for the Saints beforehand. And uh, now their defense is caught up a little bit. Let's see if they can make a run. But, uh, again, uh, we, we seen Michael Thomas being a uh, – uh, we've seen him grow here body-wise, mm-hmm. physical-wise, and his mind caught up with his tools. He went off. Great offensive uh, minds at Ohio State kept featuring him and uh, got into pros and he's doing his thing. So, uh, um, Michael, if you're listening – Merry Christmas and uh, join the AD Club. There you go. Exactly right. And uh, some other news coming from that team. Drew Brees breaks Peyton Manning's passing record. I don't think anybody's surprised by that, right? Not at all. Yeah. Not the way they uh, move the ball and throw the ball. And uh, it's a, it's been a great career. You know what? I think at one time in his career, he was kind of caught. I think was it the – the Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't sign him, so the Chargers signed him, and he backed up Flutie for a little while, and he was thrown a little bit, hurt his shoulder, and then, boom, the Saints got him. And uh, it's been a great relationship with uh, the head coach and Drew Brees and the uh, New Orleans Saints. So, mm, Yeah, it's been, it's been great to watch, and it's, it's weird when you – you know, you just mentioned that, Doug Flutie and all that, and it's weird to think he's been around for that long. That's right. <laughs> it's know? amazing to uh, – you know, you talk about Tom Brady being over 40, but he's close. He's 36, yeah. 37, and 38. But it's great to watch, you know, uh, creative offensive minds, how they attack the defenses, and uh, how they get the ball out. I mean, there's a guy that gets the ball out to the right people. It seems like, again, they're always open in the right spots. So, uh Good career, and I uh, hope they can uh, cap it off with another Super Bowl ring. Yeah, and, you know, uh, I got to thank Michael Thomas because he's helping my fantasy team this year a lot. Yeah, uh, nice. Made it to the Super Bowl in the fantasy league, so thank you, Michael Thomas, for that one. Um, in other NFL news, uh, I, I was just reading an article the other day, and it had listed what the awards would be if they were voted on by the top executives in the NFL, and I want to run down this list and see if you think it's going to match what actually happens. So the NFL execs pick Lamar Jackson to be the MVP. I think that that's probably what's going to happen. Definitely. Another quarterback. Um, quarterback last year was MVP. Lamar is doing this thing. It's got their offense moving and got the Ravens uh, up there. High seed in the playoffs as well. So I agree with that. 100%. Yeah, I think that that's, yeah, that's pretty foregone conclusion. Best defensive player, they chose Stephen Gilmore, cornerback for the Patriots. I like Stephen Gilmore, South Carolina, um, Gamecock corner. Came out early. Um, I think he was traded to the Patriots. Patriots got him now as their number one corner. He locks down a man-to-man opposing team's best receiver. So uh, I like that. I like Stephen Gilmore. Yeah, I think that that's uh, probably a good choice. Um, You know, like you said, Patriots secondary has been pretty good all year, and, and he's been a, a, a cornerstone of that. He also was elected to the Pro Bowl, so, again, not surprising there. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year, they chose Josh Jacobs, the running back for the Raiders. Well, um, it was just, everybody thought it was a stretch when John Gruden and uh, Mike Mayock um, took him in the first round, and uh, 
I think they went up and got him first round. They had three picks in the first round, got Josh Jacobs, and everybody's questioning why would they do that. But he's proven those guys right. And uh, hopefully Gruden, who I love, I've read his book many times, and uh, I hope they continue to improve. I think they uh, improved plus four right now mm-hmm. with the wins, and if they keep going, they might be able to get to 10 next year. So uh, – I like that. I like Josh Jacobs. Good yeah, back out of Alabama. In, uh, did it Did yeah. it up. They're going to be in Vegas next year, too, so that's going to be pretty yeah. interesting to see. Uh, we might have to take a trip to Vegas. <laughs> that might be might be in the cards, I think. Uh, side note on that, do you think John Gruden's going to go work with his brother out there? Or, uh, yeah, well, what was it? Yeah, not John Gruden. Not John. Uh, what the hell is his name? I don't, I don't Jay. know. Jay. Jay. All right, side note, do you think Jay Gruden's going to go work out there with his brother, John? I would definitely try to hire uh, a brother, Jay, get him involved. Um, you know, <clears throat> I just think Jay was dealt some terrible cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once it starts spinning and couldn't get out of it, and now the interim coach, he, well, he's won one game. He's knocked off one guy. They're playing better. But um, I, I didn't see that much improvement. So, uh, I think Jay and John get together. I think that would be a great tandem. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah, I agree. He's worked with them before at Tampa. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it wouldn't be weird. And obviously, you know, if I was, if I had a brother who was formerly a head coach of the NFL, hey, come work with me, man. Let's go. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year, they picked Nick Bosa, defensive end from the 49ers. Hey, I love those Bosa guys, <laughs> yeah. man. I think there's a third Bosa coming around, too. I'm so, sure, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Nick is – Definitely uh, upgraded the defensive line there with uh, San Francisco. Uh, his brothers with the uh, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, mm-hmm. and uh, they get after it, man. They're intense, and they come with you at a high motor. Uh, they got the technique. They got the posts. They leverage the corner mechanisms come off the edge. So uh, I like that. I think that's a yeah. good pick right there, too. Yeah, and he's, you know, as a rookie, he's had a huge impact on that defensive line. Now, they, the 49ers have turned it around big time this year. Uh, well, they were they were good last year, but not as good as this year. And a lot of that has to do with um, not only Jimmy Garoppolo and all that, but the, the defense has been pretty staunch. Yes, sir. Uh, Coach of the year, they chose Sean McDermott from the Bills. What do you think of that? I hate to throw my hat on Sean there, especially being a William Mary graduate, us being VMI cadets. Uh, you know, since back in the day, we used to go against them pretty hard and mm-hmm. a pretty good rivalry down there and the Tobacco Bowls and the – Oyster Bulls and so on. But uh, he's improved the win mark as well. I think they're 9-3 and three or 10-3. and three. I think they just beat someone the other day. They go 10-3. and three. Um, So hats off to Sean. He's got the Buffalo defense going. Mm-hmm. He's doing enough on offense to uh, keep on winning. So uh, I think I saw something on Twitter the other night that when uh, the Bills got back at 2 in the morning, the uh, – the Bills Mafia was waiting for him in the snow and the rain, and uh, it seemed like there was 2,000 people at the airport screaming and hollering and uh, cheering them on. So it's good to see the Bills up there. I think they got the Patriots coming up in a couple weeks. See if they can knock off the Patriots and take over that Eastern uh, Conference and it'll see what's got. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting for sure. You know, and you mentioned the Bills Mafia. I love those guys. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. <laughs> Just jumping off the cars and the tables, yeah, all kinds of craziness. Um, and then one, <clears throat> excuse me, one award I didn't really know was even a thing was Executive of the Year. They chose John Lynch from the 49ers. I've always been a John Lynch fan when he was the safety. 
uh, just like a, like an undervalued guy that always was competitive, always grinding, seemed like an overachiever from a fork union person. Like we do here, we try to uh, match guys together and get them to overachieve. Mm-hmm. He overachieved as a player, uh, got involved with the executive offices with the 49ers. Uh, what, I think he's been there three years and he's yeah. got them turning the corner. He's got his head coach, got an offensive mind, he's got his defense going. I guess they're playing the Tampa 2 look back there mm-hmm. with big time rushers coming off the edge. So uh, I like that. I like yeah. John, John Lynch. Seems, seems like a pretty good uh, choice. You know, again, these, these will all be voted on by the AP, uh, I think in February. So we'll, we'll circle back on that when the awards are actually uh, announced and we'll see how how accurate these, uh, you know, the, the talent evaluators of the NFL were with this list. But, you know, like I, like you, like you said, I think that pretty much all of those are, are pretty good choices. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was what the list ends up being. I mean, the only executive that I would probably put up there and the guy must have been close was the Baltimore Ravens guy. Yeah. Ozzie Newsome retired last year and they got a new person, which I can't remember his name. But, I mean, you got to give – the Ravens a lot of credit for right. what they're doing and what they're doing with offense. And their, uh, their defense has always been good. So, uh, you know, it, it, I might have to look that up here tonight and see who was second because uh, it wouldn't shock me. Ravens Ra- – I would say Ravens would be second and uh, Raiders be third. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, switching gears a little bit, we're going to move on to some college football news, and we want to uh, talk about some of the bowl games with the Fork Union players coming up. But before we do that, I wanted to get your thoughts on the Army-Navy game. I know it's a big game every year, uh, one my family looks forward to. My, my grandfather went to Navy, so we always pull for Navy. And this year they were able to uh, beat Army, stopping that, what was it, three years in a row they lost, or four years in a yes, row? three years in yeah, a row. three years in a row. So they didn't get the, queen, the clean four-year sweep for uh, Army. Um, and they, they won pretty handily. So what did you think about that game? <clears throat> it was amazing. Their quarterback was just unstoppable. Yeah. Um, they would run the, the belly keeper with a quarterback, and he would take off about 35, 40 yards. Uh, they did some uh, freeze option to the boundary, and he took off for another one. Uh, with that in mind, you know, giving shout-outs, I'd like to give a shout-out to Army's uh, Nick Schrage. Punter, place kicker here, went off the West Point, punt, place kick for them. He's graduating Friday. Uh, we have some Fort Union people going up there to uh, celebrate his graduation. Nick, I'm not going to be able to make it, but uh, we wish you well, and uh, uh, thanks for serving our country. Yeah. But uh, that was a great I, – I caught the end of it, and uh, by that time it was out of whack, and uh, – Army was throwing interceptions and uh, thing, but I like Army what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they run the flex bone, but they also do some other things. And now Navy's starting to do that. Navy did some zone read. Uh, they did some passing when it was unexpected. But uh, that's pretty cool that the academies are being as creative and trying to run like a uh, two offenses like we did, and when you guys were here and yep. we started in ninety ninety one season is creating creating a, a standard eye for the NCA type of guys. And then the guys who just uh, want to stay out of training room and get some more reps, we, we did a bone group. So mm-hmm. it, it's cool to, to watch that. It's cool. Yeah, speaking of that, that's one of my, uh, that's one of my favorite things about when, when I was working for you is you just came to us one day and we're like, hey, come up with a new offense. We need something new. 
I don't yeah. care what it is. Just come up with something. And, and you kind of gave us free reign to do that, which, you know. Uh, yeah, we did Boom one year. We did Creative Wish uh, uh, Wing Tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think one year we had so many. We had Bone 1, Bone 2. <laughs> we weren't even uh, huddling. We were just running them off the sideline. So it's good. <clears throat> it's good to see people try to say, hey, we got personnel now that can go deep, that can throw it. And we got personnel with our linemen that can run the option. I'm, I'm a big fan of option football. And Definitely. Every time I see it, their belly sweep that they run, they toss that out. I mean – Many, 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 many times we've been going up there trying to stop that, and I always would say, man, we got to put that play in. Yep. So, That's yeah, those are great. I love those it. offenses, man. They Once they're humming, they're hard to stop. You and know? then I watched both teams. They play the automater for both teams at the end. It's mm-hmm. big time, and uh, it's a good, good, great American military fest yep. festival. So it was pretty cool. Definitely, definitely one of the highlights every year for sure. I mean, even if both teams are 0-11 going into the game, you know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be hard fought. So, definitely wanted to mention that. <clears throat> Excuse me. As we move on, um, I want to highlight some of the games for those of you guys out there watching who uh, want to know because obviously we have a lot of bowl games coming up. Bowl season is a great time of year. Um, but it is important to know who the Fork Union guys are on what teams they, they're, they're participating so you can – know who to support in, in this plethora of games. The first game we have is uh, December 20th at 2 o'clock, the Bahamas Bowl. So that's got to be nice. Man, nice. It's Buffalo versus Charlotte, and we have a player who plays for Charlotte. What can you tell us about this guy, Coach? Damian Weldon. Damian Weldon uh, came in, defensive end from Roanoke. We've had a very, very good relationship with William Fleming High School. Um, coaches brought him up. We worked him out. We thought it would be uh, a good take. We took him. He performed admirably here. Uh, one of our uh, good recruiters, Greg Atkins, was down there, came up for our um, Federation Day, uh, liked him, signed him, and uh, he's a sophomore now. And he's, I'm pretty sure he's got four sacks and a couple tackles for loss. He's working his way into the rotation, so it's going to be great to watch that. They do have a new coach. Uh, he's the youngest um, head coach came out of Austin P. He was from Richmond, played at Richmond, receiver. I think Coach Billingsley knows him. So it's going to, that's going to be an interesting bowl game to watch it. I, I don't know much about Buffalo, but I've seen them a little bit that the old Mac Tuesday night football in the rain and yep. sleet. So we watched them. Uh, you know, always watch it. Wish I was in the Bahamas. That's I mean, true. <laughs> I don't know why the ACC doesn't have a deal with somebody like the Bahamas or Cancun or something like that. Yeah, so. I mean, talk about a, uh, a nice – I mean, if you're, you're going to go play a bowl game, that's the way to do it, right? I mean, get a nice vacation out of the deal and hopefully so I'm cold right now, win. so let me ask you a question. How many places have you been in the Caribbean? I've been to zero places. In zero? Caribbean. Yeah. What about you, Mr. Hubert? I have been to the Bahamas, and then I've also been to Jamaica. He's world Jamaica. traveler. Yeah. Jamaica. I'm a world traveler. I like, to, I like to get out there. I like to drink free drinks on the beach, by the way. <laughs> well, I got you all beat. Yeah. Puerto Rico. Man. Puerto Rico at the pool watching Pittsburgh win the Super Bowl that February 8th or so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cancun. The island of Cancun. Well, yeah. Took a trimaran to the um, 
Isla Mujeres, the island of women. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds, sounds like a good time. In the Curacao. Wow. You ever been? It's right off Aruba's. I got to catch up here, man. I'm in the St. Yes, Thomas. I'm taking notes. St. Thomas of the Virgin Isles. You do got to speak. Hey, Coach, you've been all over. Oh, man. I've been everywhere. My, I thought my Bahamas in Jamaica would be like, all right, I'm, I'm up there. All right, so we're going to do a podcast episode from the Bahamas one just day. Just do it. All right, just just hold on just for that it. one. It's coming. Just do it. Get them, get them while they're a little bit down. <laughs> That's right. In the heart of Prices will be in the reasonable. heart of winter. We will do it one day. It's I just happen. saw one of our former players was at uh, down in uh, Cuba, and I was like, man, I wouldn't mind going there. That's, yeah, that's probably pretty. You know, nice. one of those nineteen fifty seven cars. It is, <laughs> that's right. It is open to us now. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's probably pretty cheap to open, man. Second game we have with the Fork Union player is December twenty first at two thirty. The Q, uh, excuse me, Cure Bowl, Liberty versus Georgia Southern, and we have two players playing for Liberty. Uh, yes, sir. Tristan Schultz. Uh, been a two-year starter. I think he has 40 starts at Liberty University. Yeah, I think he's number 67, right tackle, long, lean, out of Indiana. Very good player, good family. We wish them well. And then last year, our running back, Dominique Jennings, uh, out of the Jennings uh, family. We had Butch Jennings here, his father, uh, as a PG. He went off to BMI. Um, Butch's brothers Rashad Jennings, so uh, Dominic's um, uncle, who had a great career with the Giants and a few NFL. So, uh, uh, man, love the bowl, and uh, I think they're already down there practicing, oh, sure, yeah. getting ready to go. So, uh, be nice, be nice to watch. Should be a good game. You know, Georgia Southern runs that. Uh, do they still run that triple option? They have a little triple yeah. option and zone read together, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how Liberty can handle that. I know, um, you know, Liberty in the last, at least in the last 10 years, has become a powerhouse. Liberty's looking good, so, especially yeah. with Hugh Freeze there now. Um, they were looking excellent and uh, had a good sign in today. I saw a lot of things on Twitter about Liberty signing, so uh, things are moving on. We, we root for all the end states. For sure. Uh, also, too, what? Uh, uh, hate to get off track with the Bulls, but hats off to Scott Wackerheim, who just got a yeah. three-year extension of VMI. That was the best news I could Our, our positive uh, praise <laughs> last week must have helped them. I agree. They've been listening to the podcast, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so then the next game is, is 3.30, same day, December 21st, Boca Raton Bowl, SMU versus Florida Atlantic, and we have a player playing for Florida Atlantic, uh, Trent Wessel. Trent Wessel was quarterback here, threw for over 21 touchdowns. Uh, led our team, I think it was a good record, 9-2, and 8-3, something like that. Went off to Florida Atlantic, got called in a coaching chain, uh, change up um, with our guy Lane Kiffin. Uh, he's been a, a player slash coach. He's helped them either way, but uh, – Trent is a great mind, a brilliant man, and uh, we wish him well. Yeah, again, that's another one. You know, Boca Raton, you can't be mad about getting to go there. I've uh, always wanted to try to get down. Have you ever been to Boca Raton? I have not, no. Yeah. Yeah. I've got family in Florida that lives kind of near there. I just haven't yeah. been. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to get the rent a van. we got to go. Yeah. Places. Just rent an RV and yeah. hit all these places up. RV America. That's right. Here we come. That's right. Uh, so then the next game again on December 21st. So we got three three games on December 21st with four Union players. Uh, this one's at 9 o'clock, the New Orleans Bowl. 
Uh, App State versus UAB, and the App State head coach, Sean Clark, is a Fork Union alum. Yes, sir. We talked about Sean last week as well. Hopefully we helped him. Um, when he, it was announced that he would take the job, I received a whole mess of calls from people trying to get on his staff. Uh, I emailed Sean and then finally emailed me back and said, hey, we're not going to do anything with recruiting or hiring staff personnel until after the bowl. It shocked me that they were leaving already to New Orleans. And uh, we wish them well. Have you been to New Orleans? I have been to New Orleans a couple times. I have not. I need to go. Oh, so I beat you on yes, that. you beat me on that one. One that I've actually been that you have, man. I've I'll been tell three you. times. Yeah. We actually had my brother's bachelor party in New Orleans. That was Ooh. that was a good time. Man. <laughs> uh, so, again, next game that we have on the docket for the Fork Union uh, players, December 23rd at 2.30, the Gasparilla Bowl. Gasparilla Bowl. I don't even know what a Gasparilla is, but. Uh, the Gasparilla Bowl, Central Florida versus Marshall, and we have a pretty good relationship with Marshall, so we have a few guys out there. Yes, sir. We got two out there on their roster right now, plus they had a great signing today with two of our members joining Marshall University Heard. Uh, their AD is Mike Hamrick, who is a Fort Union graduate, 1975-76 graduate. So, yes, we've always had a great relationship with Marshall, uh, the home of Sonny Randall. Some other people we know, Bill McCourt, but uh, Brock Thompson is having a great year as a freshman. Uh, I think he's almost a 19.3 yards per catch type of guy. Um, Nevin Lambert's on that roster, and uh, like you said, they signed two kids today, a big defensive end that we had out of St. Francis High School up in Baltimore, and uh, they got Jack uh, Turner, right, Jack Turner? Yes, I always sir. get his name wrong, Jack Jack Murphy. Jack Murphy. Jack, Jack Murphy. Murphy. Always gets his Jack name. Murphy, yes, sir. Jack Murphy was uh, from what? Bishop. Bishop O'Connell. Bishop O'Connell. Bishop O'Connell. Number nice. fifty-five. We watched him against Fort Union. We went out there and said, "Man, you would be a great Fort Union guy." He decided to come with us, and uh, he had a couple offers. One double way, but said, "Hey, I'm going to go to Marshall because they're in bowl games, and I want to play in bowl games." So can't can't blame him good. for that. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's a good decision. Uh, one, one real quick rolling back uh, one at 530 on December 21st, the Camellia Bowl, Florida International versus Arkansas State. And we have a guy playing for Florida International. Yes, sir. And uh, Frank Garrett, our head postgraduate coach, is an Arkansas State graduate. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't shock me. Wolves. He drives his family, family down there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's been known to do that. He's traveling to Mobile when they were in bowl games. And uh, – I think he even went to New Orleans as well. Um, but, no, Sterling Palmer came out of Benedictine Military Academy in Richmond. Uh, had a great year with us. Played tight end. It was a big, big, tall receiver, ex-receiver. We converted him to tight end. He had about 25 catches, four touchdowns for us. Uh, we begged our in-state schools. A brilliant, smart young man with a military background coming out of Benedictine. I think he was a lieutenant for us in the barracks. Uh, did well here in the barracks, in the classroom, on the field. Uh, Virginia said no. Tech said no. Rucker said no. Ended up at Florida International. And uh, what you say, for his career, he's got 40 catches already mm-hmm. in two years. So uh, 
he seems to be on the track to be the next Fork Union NFL type player. So, nice. yeah, Sterling, yeah. good luck and hats off to you. Definitely. He's, uh, you know, we were just checking his stats before. He's averaging 10 yards a catch now, so that's pretty good. So, yeah, we hope. Which we Davis has always loves tight ends, mm-hmm. and they call and said, We need a tight end. Do you have one? We say, Man, check this guy out, Sterling Palmer. He said, Okay, signed him up. I remember uh, they sent a coach up to help him. The coach came in and helped him pack his car, carried his stuff to the car, and they took off. Wow. And when it was after the Federation game. That's nice. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good way to do Everybody it. Everybody else is wishing to get a school. That's and right. This guy's like, Hey, here's I'm my school. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. Uh, then the last one we're going to talk about in this episode, and we're going to continue this uh, next week, um, is the game on the 26th of December at 8 o'clock, Quick Lane Bowl, Pittsburgh versus Eastern Michigan, and we got a guy playing for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a Dominic Jennings running back. No, excuse me, sorry. Brashear um, Stocker running back, who shared time with Dominic Jennings last year. Explosive, fast, uh Good hand type running back. Had to walk on there because, <clears throat> you know, running backs kind of devalued valued in the recruiting. Uh, usually at this time of year, people want to so line, D line, and some special type kids. But Brashear's a really good player, and uh, it would not shock me. He's probably red shirt this year. It would not shock me. He makes his mark at Pittsburgh here soon. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. And again, um, you know, make sure you're checking out these games. Check out these players. You know, if you don't have anybody to root for, obviously, root for the Fork Union guys. That's what I do. Fork Union. Um, we always do a confidence pool. Uh, you know, my family, we always do, like, a confidence pool. And I always just pick the teams that recruit Fork Union. Cause there you go. Generally, that's the team that's going to win, at least yes, in sir. my opinion. Yes, sir. Moving on uh, to some uh, MLB news. I wanted to get your opinion on this, Coach. Um, Strasburg resigns with the Nationals. Rendon ends up leaving to go for the go to the Angels. Do you think the Nats can repeat next year, or are they just going to be middle of the road or back to back to mediocrity, as they say? No, I definitely think they're going to um, compete and uh, push for another crown. I I think the mindset was we can't get them both, so what can we do? Yeah. So save your pitching or stay with your hitting. So. Uh, you know, they went and socked a whole bunch of money into uh, Strasburg and got him re-signed, and now their pitching staff is still intact. And, uh, you know, I think I think they have enough young people coming up. I think Soto was yeah. uh, batting fourth, and he was another stalwart in these playoffs. So uh, release Rendon, which – I'm an Anaheim Angels guy. I like them. Yeah. So hopefully he'll go help get them in the playoffs because yeah. I'm a Mike Trout guy. He right. grew up about 30 miles from where I'm from. So uh, we keep an eye on him, and hopefully the Angels will – Rendon will help the Angels get going there. That's going to be a deadly combo out there, man. Trout and Rendon, I mean, they're going to be bombing home runs all over the place. But like you said, the Nats have Trey Turner still. They have Juan Soto. Uh I'm hoping that they that they you know can at least make a run for it. It's just you know they kind of came out of nowhere this year. They were 19 and 31. Nobody thought they were going to be any good, and then all of a sudden here we are. Yeah. You know, world champs. They were 19 so. and 31. All the radio shows. I think I was driving up to Northern Virginia a few times and fired to get rid of the oh, coach, yeah. get rid of this guy, burn it all down, sit down Zimmerman, blah blah blah, and then all of a sudden it clicked. 
They got on a run. They were the best record from that June on. Strasburg was motoring these guys down in the World Series. And, what, I think he came in a relief and a couple. Yeah. They had some teetering last games. You got to win or lose. They were were behind that one. I guess it was the wild card. They were down three runs. They got it. They knocked it out, got in the World Series, and won it. So, um, hats off, man. Hats off. Hats off to them. Keep that pitching together. They'll find somebody. Oh, I agree. I mean, they got, you know, Bryce left. Everybody thought the hitting would suffer, but it didn't suffer. Yeah. It ended up being a good thing, actually. Yeah. yeah. He got out of there and uh, see what the Phillies got a new manager. Let's see what the new manager can do with Bryce and his people. But yeah. uh, I like what the Nats are doing. I think they'll be strong. Keep it up. Keep yeah, rolling. We've got 100 days till the season starts, so we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on it and see how things go. I just wanted to get your opinion there while it was fresh. Uh, moving right along into some Fork Union news, we got some good updates. Last week we talked about Larry Elder. Today he officially signed his letter of intent. Why don't you tell us about that, Coach? Oh, it was a great day. It was a great day. Here's a guy who was promoted to colonel. That's that's an oddity around here. Yep. Uh, he was presented the last night of his uh, postgraduate exit uh, a saber. A shiny saber that's in, uh, engraved with his name in Fork Union, and uh, kept on the grind. Got some offers, particularly didn't care for them. Uh, got a Norfolk State offer and a Long Island University offer. Sat down plus to minus it, and decided to go to Long Island University. It was wonderful to uh, have his parents here, his grandmother here. They were all dressed out in Long Island shark blue. Nice. Um, it was beautiful. We had a great representation of our school day at 10 o'clock. It was an odd time because of our new schedule. Not everybody could come, but we had his high school coach here, his high school mentor here, his PG coach. Our dean spoke. Um, shoot, we had the Barnett twins. I sent most of my class down there. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, and a lot of uh, cadets here who were able to listen to what people said, that if you can mimic Larry Elder the rest of your lifetime here, you will come out to be a special person and a special cadet. So hopefully somebody listened to those words and takes up and builds on Larry's character and Larry's um, progress here, and we can hopefully have some more great undergraduates and postgraduates we can talk about. Definitely. And then... uh... But, Sean, I know you mentioned there's another signing going on actually right now, right? Yeah, Antoine Wells. He's signing at his dad's restaurant in Richmond. Nice. Yeah, he's going. He's signing with JMU. Antoine Wells. A little bit, done, the, done the show from there. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Would be, that would be pretty sweet. Anton, Antoine Wells is from Highland Springs, which has been a great uh, fertile recruiting ground for us in the years past. Mm-hmm. We had Thomas Haskins. We've had Dwayne Prater. We've had uh, the big, tall receiver, Dion. just Dion Miller. So we, we've had a good run with Highland Springs. Um, Leon Johnson, a Virginia Tech graduate, keeps us on the, the dial there when there's a need. And I do believe that Coach Frank Garrett is going to hit Hopewell, who just won uh, a state championship, and then head over to Highland Springs and talk with them about any more players. So it's been good uh, with Wells and uh, – Larry, and I think he had 19 on his list today. So good, very good start yeah. to our new coach with placement. And uh, 
He might break a record. His first prospect workout is Martin Luther King Day. It's a Monday, and uh, it wouldn't shock me. A hundred recruits come in here and work out for us that day. Yeah, and if you're you know PG uh, who just left and you're you still haven't gotten your your uh, scholarship or anything like that, hold out hope, man. There there's still time. We're still working for you. Don't think that it's not you know that oh these guys have all signed. It's all over. It happens. In fits and starts, you know, you yeah. can, we will have people sign in the middle of the summertime. So yeah, I didn't get to my school until June. Well, Coach drove me first, and in then, a rainstorm, and then I had to wait till like June to get it. So in a yeah. be wins, patient. We stop off at West Virginia Tech for lunch, and uh, it's raining cats and dogs. And we took a mini, mini tour and lunch, and we get back in the van, and Bocce said. He's waiting in the back of the van. He says, hey, I just committed to that school. And I was like, you're going to this school? What are you doing? He said, I read this little article on the bulletin board about how wonderful um, the engineering program is and how much they get paid. So he ended up going there. That was it. That was all you had to hear. Oh, man. But yeah, again, if you're out there waiting for your shot, man, it's coming. Just just keep your head down. Keep working. We're working for you. Uh, and it'll, it'll, it'll happen. Hey, we got to put that in our book, too. That was a great trip. Yes, yes. That was a great we, trip. It was some crazy stuff. We finally stuff got the Moorhead, and uh, we dropped the box. Man, get away from it. I've been in the van with you for eight hours. I can't stay with you. So I played basketball until like 10 o'clock at night. Oh, and then we got the van and just drove over. Went back home. Yeah. Man, that's great. That's crazy. Uh, so before, you know, early in the show, Coach, you mentioned um, the basketball team got a win yesterday. Um, what else has been going on uh, for Kings sports-wise? Prep basketball won their third game. Um, had a great, great, great day. Today is track. Our track team is loaded. We expect it. They won last Wednesday. Well, not um, shock me to come here and say we dominated again. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow we're sending our JV team, which is undefeated. They're 4-0. They're heading down to Lynchburg, south of Lynchburg, to Timberland Creek Private School. They got the 430 tilt. Then our prep team, our high school team, is going in at 6 to play. Uh, Wrestling dominated the Covenant Invitational last Saturday with a lot of people. I think they had eight um, medal winners um, up on the podiums. They're heading into the Lee Davis Holiday Tournament this weekend. They leave Friday, spend the night in uh, Mechanicsville, and then they're going to wrestle all day, sir. Nice. So uh, uh, wrestling's looking good. Middle school is down 13, um, 13 to Nelson. I think it was, uh, it must have been last Thursday. Last Thursday, they were down 13. Um, one of our guys got on a hot streak, and uh, we beat him. We beat him 41-40 on the last second shot, and they're 3-0. and So uh, our basketball is looking good. Track's looking good. Wrestling's dominating. I think everything's spiking up here, man. That's awesome. That's great to hear. And I know there's a swim meet going on right now as well. Swim meets at St. Albans up in Washington, D.C. Um, it's a trip. Big time meet up there right outside, what, the Washington Monument in between American University and Washington Monument. I think what they're going to do after um, their meet, they're going to go by and hit a museum. or No, no, I think uh, the Washington Zoo is having a light show. They're going to swing by there, check it out, get a little 
Christmas spirit going up in D.C. and then come on in. That sounds great. Yeah, we'll have an update with how they did uh, next week. So stay tuned for that. Um, because, you know, again, like like Coach said, the, the winter sports right now are, are rocking. Uh, so it's good. It's good to see that the winter sports are, are doing really well, and we hope that they're going to continue that success uh, moving forward. Last thing we're going to do, as always, we're going to talk about one of our former classes. And uh, I was, you know, scrolling through Facebook the other day, and I saw a picture, which I thought was recent, but coaches, coaches since corrected me and told me that that was one of those Facebook memory things. But it was from a gathering of the class of 1991. Um, and this, this picture, I guess, is about seven years old now. Uh, but, you know, anytime you see a group of guys that get together like that, you know, made me want to talk about them and, and see, you know, what, what kind of insight you can give us about the class of 91. Class of 91 has been powerful. There's been a lot of entrepreneurs, been a lot of uh, guys have been successful in the NFL. Uh, Jim Druckenmiller, he just called me a few nights ago. He lives in Memphis. Uh, he's first round draft choice with the 49ers back in the day. Then he ended up in the XFL at Memphis. Uh, bought a trucking company and stayed there, sold it. Now he's working with another marketing uh, situation there. Um, he was at the reunion. Um, we had uh, Bill McDermott at the reunion. We had John Dressler at the reunion. We had Michael Barber, who went to Clemson from here. Uh, I think he participated in the NFL for five years. He was there. Mike Thomas. Uh, probably the number one recruit out of North Carolina came to us, played quarterback, punted, could have been a professional punter. Uh, ended up heading back to UNC, got a couple of tryouts there. He was uh, he was he was definitely uh, uh, partying pretty good on that reunion. Rico <laughs> Smith, whose son is Brandon Smith, who plays linebacker at Penn State, he was there. Uh, Mike Cugolo. Uh, he had a he had to own up on a bet we had uh, when his career was here at Fork Union. Uh, we were around a table uh, having a catered dinner, and we were all talking. And I said, "Coog, you remember the bet I had that you would never ever score a college touchdown in your life?" And we bet two hundred fifty dollars. So I won the bet. I want <laughs> you to throw two hundred fifty dollars down on the table right now. He chucked it down. He chucked two hundred fifty dollars down. Um, Gerdeman was right next to him. He threw a hundred dollar um, bill down. Pat Gorman wrote out a check for five thousand dollars and threw it down on the table. So I mean, once the dominoes started falling yeah. with that, I mean, I came away with a pretty good pocket. <laughs> pocket was full. Belly was full. How did you know that he wasn't going to score? I mean, you know, knowing you, Kugelo and I, we had so many. We had so many uh, combative days. We go to Bucknell. We're playing at 4 o'clock. Uh, we're staying out in the Cowan Center. Uh, they wouldn't go to sleep the night before the game. That's typical. And so I said, okay. They were partying hard, making noises, right on the uh, rafters. I said, okay. We're just going to eat breakfast and go practice. So we practiced from like 9 to 11 in the morning. And... Uh, as he was coming off the practice field, Kugolo said something like, hey, this practice sucked. I don't even know what we're doing um, practicing like that. And uh, our trainer told me, 
So I said, well, Mike, here's what you're going to do. You're going to sit on the 50-yard line with your dad and watch the game. So we suspended him, and uh, he sat up in the stadium on a rainy day and watched our game. So we had, yeah, you know, the PGs and hey. Coach Human. We had some ups and downs. But hey, it's a typical, that sounds like a typical PG to yep. me, Coach. Especially practicing for a game. I remember that a lot. Oh, yeah, those, those <laughs> were the days. Well we, well, we won the game because we scared Bucknell. I mean, they were out there just jogging around because they were on winter break, and they were like, what are these guys doing? We had the bone on the left side, eye on this side, and defense on this side, and we were just hammering each other. I mean, yeah, we were that'll pounding. be pretty intimidating. Yeah. Sounds like PG football. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, but, no, it was a great picture, a great event. Um, man, we had – who else? There's a one guy. There's one guy, a nose guard, that went to Clemson. I want to say Arthur Bird. Yep, Arthur Bird was there. Um, Clemson, Clemson in his veins, true and true. He puts a lot of stuff out about Clemson. He will be decked out here in a few weeks when Clemson plays in their championship first round. Arthur Burr was a great, great situation. And that reunion was awesome. We went to Plank's uh, farm, the Sagamore farm. We had uh, a good greet and meet dinner. Then they busted to the motel. No, they busted to downtown Baltimore and we hit some establishments. You know, it's big limousine bus yeah. we would get off everybody look at us like who are these guys <laughs> then boom get back on the next day we took the bus into the raven stadium so we're coming in there about twenty thousand people are looking at us like who are these guys yeah. get elevated up to the uh, suite the plank suite sat right next to darren drozdoff who played for us went to maryland was uh in wwe broke his neck and uh we were talking to him the whole night he and his dad so, uh, pretty incredible reunion, and uh, there's talk about getting it together. Another good guy that was here, Chris Hardy. He was another guy who signed with Miami. He came in here. You know, you sign these, you don't get much out of them. So, I was hammering him, suspending him. That was back in the day where you blinked at me wrong or got a demerit. I was like, all right, because there's so many guys. Yeah. Right, you're out. Put him Next in. Next guy up. Yeah. yeah. It gives you a chance to uh, play somebody else and right. see what they got, you know. Jeff Peterson, a lot, a lot of people were there. So hopefully this reunion will grow and uh, we'll keep getting together. And hopefully uh, they'll keep, uh, you know, maybe joining the AD club or throwing money out on the table to help us keep on being successful here. Exactly right. I mean, you know, I, like I said, I, I just came across that photo because uh, I may be friends with one of them or, or something. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but there was at least four or five guys that had shared that picture. So there's obviously an interest in maybe getting that going again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they want to get um, together. and uh, Got to get Kevin Plank on the phone see if we can get that going. Wasn't Malone part of that class, Coach? Malone was part of the class. So was John Shields. But, uh, you know, they were coaching. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they were out recruiting. And there was somebody that couldn't get it on because I called and said, man, that's a reunion. That's good. Like, I just I know they were two of your hard workers from that class. Oh, yeah. I mean, Malone turned himself into a – all ACC player, and I don't know much about Shields' career, but I just know those are two hard workers, hence why they're coaches right now. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Malone, Shields. Um, yeah, it, we battled. There was a lot. There was 70, I thought 100 kids were going to show up. So the night before check-in, I called like 25 people and said, you can't come, can't come. I don't have enough helmets. I don't have any shoulder pads. 
So I think we brought in 75 guys and ended up with 72 on the roster. So we had to be creative of what we were, our style, what we were trying to do and trying to get everybody in. But, um, you know, Kareem Martin, all these guys, I mean, they were everywhere around us. And uh, (coughs) it got hostile sometimes and it got emotional and, uh, um, you know, come out the, uh, the other end and, you know, they had to stay the whole year. So we fought that all year, and uh, Kareem Martin—that's uh, a blast from the past. I mean, probably Charles. Roman Oven was on the team. Athlete. Roman Oven, I forgot Roman about him. Roman Oven, <laughs> um, who's in you know up in the hierarchies of the NFL. So uh, you know, uh, I think Plank wants to do a book. If Plank can get, uh, he should call that author and get her to uh, write some books. Yeah, write a book about. That that year, I mean, it was a phenomenal year, and it was it was great. Yeah, it's great that, that we there wasn't just success, you know, in athletics. You know, a lot of those guys, like you said, became entrepreneurs and found success that way. Which would you say your most talented team coach? Oh, most definitely, yeah, most talented team. Uh, yeah. So that's all we have for this episode. Again, if you uh, are interested, please check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Leave us a little rating there; that would help us out a lot. Be sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. All the links to our socials are below in the description. And uh, we will be back again next week with another episode of Schumann Sense.